Hello and welcome to episode nine of Rival Sports Talk. I'm Bo. That's Jake. Say hi, Jake. What's going on, Rival Crowd? How we doing? All right. So this is episode nine, and episode nine, we have another sponsor. So that's awesome. And this one is Connor's Computer Repair again. Uh, they have the best rates around, and they're uh, the best customer service. They're always available to answer your questions, and they've been a tremendous help to us. Uh, really supporting us here at Rivaled. Uh, go check them out at Connor's Computer Repair or Connor'sComputers.com. Connor'sComputers.com and let them let them know that we sent you there. Uh, so I'll put the website in the description, cool little link. Then I'll also put it probably like right here. All right, great. So let's get into it. Jake, what, what are we talking about today? Uh, the big topic of the day between you and I that we had the other day was targeting in college football, targeting right. in general, right. theoretically. Um, I kind of want to get your take on it. I have a take, but let me hear from you real quick. I hate it, dude. It's so ridiculous. Okay, so I'm all for protecting the college athletes, protecting their brains, all that good stuff. But some cases, it's like, what do you want the defender to do? You know, football is a barbaric game. We have guys running full speed, crashing into each other. It's like a car accident every week. That's what I've heard some NFL players say. Um, and the rule is just so harsh. Not only are you ejected from the game, you are suspended for the first half of the next game. And let's say you had a targeting penalty in your bowl game. You are suspended for the first half of the first game next season. I know, isn't that crazy? I'm I'm not a fan. It's kind of like you. I, I agree right. with what you said. That's a barbaric game. Right. Um, and that's just how people have done forever to get tackles. You know, like right. When 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 you're a defenseless player, let's say like you're running a route, whatever, and the defender dives and hits your helmet, you're defenseless at that point. Like if you haven't right. even turned the corner to see upfield, and you bam, you get. 300 pound linebacker coming at you full speed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it sucks, but at the same time, as a quarterback, you kind of have to protect your receivers in that regard. So yeah. I feel no like hospital passes. Yeah. I feel like that sometimes it's more of a quarterback's fault than more of a defender. Um, I, I get what you're saying, though, because it's not fair how like strict and like penalty it is. Like, if you get it, you're ejected. Exactly how you said, you're ejected for. The entire game, first half, the next yeah. game. So it, it does suck, but at the same time, you have to know as a defender how to tackle properly. And sometimes I think that can be coaching. Like, just take uh, – go back to Greg Williams when he was with uh, New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah. And so it's everywhere, dude. Yeah. It's not just college football. It's everywhere. And that just leads back to coaching. Yeah, and a lot of times, too, I mean – um, a, def a defender, I mean, he's going in for the tackle and he's ready to tackle his like chest or lower body, right, to get him on the ground. But then the receiver or the ball carrier ducks down. So then he's not even trying to hit. That's what happened in the Georgia and Auburn game. Um, yeah. Receiver caught it, you know, on Madden, you press X for the possession catch. You know, he caught it and just went down as soon as he caught it. And then the, and then the defender was getting ready to tackle him even before he went down. So he went in to tackle his legs, but in, but since the receiver went down at the same time, he got like the face mask area, which that's not the defender's fault. 
you know, it's you're rewarding, you know, receivers, you know, for kind of going down, you know, when they probably could have ran it upfield to get more yards. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I'm just not a fan because obviously if you come at a guy like with your head down like that and you're going head to head, obviously that's not part of the game. But if you have a guy that's going down at the same time when the defender has like started his tackle before and he gets hit in the head, that's really not the defender's fault. I mean, like what else do you want him to do? You know? Right. It's kind of like how a quarterback, whenever they run like past line of scrimmage, and they dive feet first, and they still get hit. That's that defenseless receiver, and they still get flagged for it. You know, right? Like that actually happened last night in the Falcons-Packers game. Rodgers went in and slid and got hit, uh, kind of in the uh, upper body area, uh-huh. and they they flagged him 15 yards unnecessary roughness. Yeah, so, no, it's wild. As a referee, I feel like you kind of have to understand the play itself. You know. Right. Like, like if it's a play where it wasn't made for, like a play-action pass, play-action boot, whatever, rolls out, and he's got no open receiver, he goes in for a whatever. Like, you know he's going to slide because he doesn't want to get hit. You know, quarterback of a team, whatever, doesn't want to get hit. Touch him. He's down already. Right. Like, he can slide and still get back up. Just make him down by contact. I mean, you don't have to purposely dive on someone. Yeah, make them down, you know. But yeah, I definitely understand what you're coming from. It is a very barbaric game, which is the game of football. Exactly, it's the National Football it's League. It, it draws people. You're man. gearing, yeah, you're gearing them for the National Football League. Mm-hmm. So, I, I definitely understand with that. Uh, it as a referee, you just got to know right play. So now let me ask this: you know, in the NBA, they have flagrant ones and flagrant twos. Would you be uh, would you be a fan of them maybe having targeting one and targeting two, where if it's like really egregious, um, you know, then it's an ejection from the game, and then if like a targeting one, which is like not very egregious, like kind of helmet to helmet, but really not like on purpose, like a targeting one. So would you are you meaning like? let's just say, like, throwing elbows or whatever, like, purposely meant to do it? Well, okay, so, yeah, so, I mean, you know, like, in the NBA, they have flagrant twos. Yeah, so kind of kind of like that, if that makes sense. Where, like, if there's something that's, like, head-to-head, full-on, that the defender could have completely avoided it, maybe that's a targeting two. And then, like, a targeting one would be something, like, where the receiver catches it, goes down, and gets hit. Maybe because I'm. I, I mean, if they're going to call targeting, that. yeah, I could see that. But I think they have it pretty logistic-wise. I feel like they have it pretty lined up with flagrant one and two. Like, if it's like a, a hard foul, like they can go to the monitors and check it out. And that's kind of what I feel like they should do with college football: is go to the monitors and check it out. You know, like yeah. go under the hood, technically, and check Possibly. it out. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I feel like switching up the rules for NBA with instead of flagrant for targeting um, isn't very smart in my opinion. Um, I'm going to stick with keeping a flagrant one and two. But like yeah. you said, it's got to be egregious and like you, ha- you have to have known you were going to do it to begin with. Right, right. So so is that it uh, for targeting? Did we get our, our piece? I, I'm asking you. This is your big deal. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think <laughs> I've made my case. Um, targeting, 
I mean, you got to protect these guys. But like I said, like in the Georgia Auburn game, receiver running across, caught it, went down. Receive our defender started his tackle, just happened to hit him in the head. Yeah. I mean, nothing. I mean, whatever, right? right? You know, it's whatever. just part of the game. Yeah. So let's uh, let's stick with college football right now. Um, as everybody knows, COVID was kind of a a gander this year on twenty twenty sports. Right. Um, should Big Ten and Pac-12 teams be allowed to play in the college football playoffs? Hell no. Hell no, dude. You have the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12, but the Big 12 sucks, so, like, we're not even going to include them in this discussion. Um, the ACC and the SEC playing 10, 11-game schedules, right? The Big Ten is playing eight games. That is two or three less games for a player to get injured. Um for fatigue to set in, for the wear and tear on your body to really take a toll, travel. There's so many different elements that go into a season. And, you know, two games is a big deal. Um, that's like 20% less than everyone else's season. And the Pac-12 is playing seven, but they're, they're, they're trash too. So, in my opinion, there's no way a Big Ten and Pac-12 team because, like, if an NFL team, if they played 12 games, like, let's say the Tennessee Titans, they had a massive COVID outbreak, and they had 12 – they played 12 games, okay? Would, would they be still in the playoffs because they only, only played 12 games? Probably not. They can't. I think it comes down to divisional. If, In my opinion, I, I feel like if you go 7-0 well, – I'm taking Pac-12 on this one. If you go 7-0 on some serious – powerhouse teams like let's just per se for let's just say Oregon played Alabama right mm -hmm. yeah and o Oregon won by a lot I'm not saying it will happen because Alabama's pretty good this year yeah but solid. it's like point yeah I, I feel like it's points for and points allowed like what was the differential in that yeah I, feel I like love that you, stat it's you, one of my favorite stats yeah and so like if you if you're just dogging on teams and get a seven and zero record, I feel like you should have a shot at something. Maybe doesn't matter, game. bro. Doesn't okay. Yeah, bowl but, game. Yes, bowl game. Yes, like the Big Ten, they like, can play in the Rose Bowl. I don't care. They can play in the Rose Bowl, but not the college football playoff to go for a national championship. Okay. I don't care if the Ohio State Buckeyes win every game sixty three to zero. I don't care. They shouldn't even smell the playoff. the The committee should come out right now and be like, the Big Ten and Pac-12 are ineligible for the playoffs due to their small schedule. The Big Ten, they weren't going to play football until all these lawsuits started coming coming their way. Yeah, I mean, so I feel like with that case, it's just kind of like the athletic departments per, per college, you know? Because there's some in the Big Ten that aren't playing. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, I would like to see him in, just to see like kind of like an underdog type thing. But so if anything, if Ohio State is super good. They're really good. Yeah. The Ohio State is really good. Okay? okay, they're super good. Like they're one of the best teams in the country, as always. But they should not even smell the college football playoff at all. They shouldn't even be in the same continent they shouldn't even be in the same galaxy as the college football playoffs there's no way 
So sticking to college football, then who's your biggest underdog to to make the college football playoff? UCF. 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 Because the if I'm not mistaken, the American Athletic Conference they're playing their full season, right? Yes. Yeah. See, so if UCF runs the table and they go undefeated again, I would love to see them in the playoff. Because I mean, and then just get trashed by whoever they play. Dude, I mean, I feel like they'd have a shot. I really do. I really do. They're really good. They're well coached. You think they could beat Clemson? I mean, no, no, but no. It'll be close, (laughs) dude. I'd rather see Clemson. I'd rather see Clemson play UCF than Clemson play Ohio State. I'm telling you, dude. If Ohio State is in the playoff, I'm not gonna watch it this year. That's right. You have lost one viewer. The multi-million-dollar company has lost of one viewer. <laughs> it's like when you go to a restaurant, like McDonald's or something, just multi-million dollars, and like they get your burger wrong, and you're like, "I'll never eat here again." Like, whoa, no, never gonna eat here again. You know, that doesn't go to a different location, right? Right, but still, <laughs> I'm, I won't watch. Just like I don't watch the Astros playoff games, you know. But yeah, that's that's a topic we can talk about later. Too. Right? Yeah, that's we're getting that later in the show. But yeah. yeah. So do you agree with me that Ohio State shouldn't even smell the playoff? If they go eight now, like should they be in? Okay, so here's here's my thing. Sometimes in the NFL, if you're eight and eight, let's take the New York Giants. If you're eight and eight and make a wild card, you're in the playoffs with a five hundred record. I mean, eight games to win the division. You do have a weak division in the NFC East there. But yeah, we're awful. Everyone's awful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like Ohio State is the sole purpose of the Big Ten. And just kind of like how Oklahoma is the sole purpose of the Big 12 in football. But maybe you could throw uh, Texas in there too. But the last few years it's been Oklahoma. Right. You would want to see your conference in the playoffs. Right. Yeah, obviously. But, but the conference decided not to season. play a season. Yeah. Well, That's right. what it comes down to is the is the season. It's like you're playing eight games, but you could have had four if you – or you could have had four more if you just went with your season as is. Right. Everybody else was not worried about it, and they were going to play a full season. Yeah. Why did the Why did the Big Ten take so long to come out and say, "Oh, we're only gonna play a shortened season," because that's what everyone else is doing. We want to be like everyone else. Well, no, you want to be like Ohio State. You want to play your full twelve game season, run the table, maybe lose one, and just make the playoffs. Yeah. So, what's your early college football playoff prediction? Like, who's the one to? Okay, like who's the one, two, three, and four? Who you got? Hear, hear me out on this. I'm, I'm a, I'll take your UCF, and I'll put them at four. Yep. I'm taking Alabama at one. Hmm. Clemson at two. All right, hot take. Florida or Georgia at three. Hmm. Is, I is gave you good? crap for Florida the other yeah. day. Yeah. I was, I was looking at some statistics yeah, and some playbacks. Yeah. That team is solid. Right. That team is solid. I feel like they could do some damage in the college football playoffs. But 
you have to or SEC, you have to go up against some major dark horse teams in the SEC. Oh yeah. So I feel like if they keep this momentum going through the entire twelve games, ten games, they'll be pretty solid and they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. But they just have to be consistent every week. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's gonna be a SEC SEC, SEC turn yeah. tournament. Yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah. got Clemson at one. Uh, yeah, right, there's not right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I, I got, said. I drove by Clemson on my way here to uh Atlanta, by the way. That was cool. But anyway, uh Clemson won. Wait, hold on. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. Uh, All right, you had Clemson? Yeah, Clemson. And then uh, Alabama. Okay. Georgia, number three. And then uh, UCF, number four. Yeah. Well, it's about the same. About the same. Yeah, just I think yeah, whoever comes out of the whoever wins the SEC East, Georgia or Florida, that's probably who's gonna get that third spot. If they hang yeah, with Bama and the SEC championship. Other than Clemson, who in the ACC is good in football? <laughs> no one really this year. Virginia, they're okay. I mean, they're okay. Um North Carolina, they're, they're average. Every, they're whatever. Mitchell yeah, Trubisky's. Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember when I was watching his bowl game, and he ran into the ref and caused a fumble. I remember that. His, like, last bowl game, he was, like, running, like, a quarterback draw, and he ran into, like, the umpire guy that's back there, and it caused a fumble. Because apparently the ref is part of the field, so the other team picked it, it up. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what it feels like to be a ref. Yeah. Just be like, you're a part of the we'll field. Say what? Discuss the, if we have time, we'll discuss the Bears quarterback drama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, we, we, can, uh, we can move on. If we want. Uh, you had a question that you texted me the other day. Uh, and we decided to talk about this in the podcast. And right. this can be the most outspoken probably topic because I feel like they all are in a sense, but who is the most competitive player in the NFL yep. and why? Yeah, we're not talking about the best. We're not talking about, you know, not even like the winningest, to be honest, just the most competitive player, the guy that hates to lose the most, who you want in your bunker, who you want, you know, going to war with you, all that stuff, right? My guy is Cam Newton. He feeds off of the doubters. He loves it. He invites it. And then what does he do? He shuts them up almost all the time. And he's in the Patriots. Right. <laughs> he's, in the, <laughs> he's in the Patriots facility first thing in the morning, first one there, last one to leave. Um, uh, I think in the – what really made him be competitive and just really kind of flip – what was going on in his mind and just really be like, yo, I need to step up my game and, you know, be the best was in 2015 
technically 2016, but Super Bowl 50 when he fumbled. It was a strip sack. I think Von Miller might have got there. No, Marcus Ware. There's a strip sack. The ball was right in front of him, and he didn't dive on it. And when asked on why he did not dive on it, he said it was because I didn't want to risk injury. It's the bleeping Super Bowl. Who cares? This is like your only time you're going to be there for the most part. A lot of times, guys only go once and never go back. But I think after that, it was like, holy crap, dude. I got to get my crap together and just win, baby. So I got Cam Newton. Okay. I I can definitely see that. I definitely uh, agree with you on the uh, first and last out. Uh, all this season, I've I've read reports and tweets, whatever, of his teammates saying Cam Newton is the guy who's first in, last out. When I get here in the morning at six, he said he's been here since five. And like that alone is like you're already making for a long day. But if you have that mentality of, hey, I don't like losing. I'm the captain of this team for a reason. Here's why. And then you're there at five in the morning putting in work, and you're staying hour, two, three hours after practice putting in work. Right. You got a pretty good shot at oh, yeah. happening. Like, people are going to start liking you. And I'm not saying they start liking you. Um, so Respecting let me, you let me ask a lot question. Yeah, that's, that's a better word. Let me ask you this. You said guys, a lot of times guys want to make it one time in the Super Bowl. Do you think Cam Newton ever goes back to the Super Bowl? I know he has the drive to get there. But it would have to be – I mean, football is a team effort. So he definitely need a lot more help. So to answer your question, if he gets more weapons in New England and Bill Belichick is still there, then yes. Yep, he'll get there. But if Edelman retires and they don't have many guys left, if James White leaves in free agency, if Belichick retires, if Stephon Gilmore tears his ACL, no. What type of weapon does does he need? What type of weapons does he need? Yeah. Uh, Number one receiver, um, pass rusher, shut down corner on defense. But for offensive-wise, I mean, everybody needs a good offensive line. Um, Good running back to help complement his running game. Um, I've got two already. James, well, James White, he's much more of a pass catcher. You know, he's mainly just a wide receiver out of the backfield. And then I like Sony Michelle, but they need someone that's, like, on the top tier running back. So a guy like Ezekiel Elliott or Saquon Barkley or prime Adrian Peterson or someone really solid like that to really help complement Cam's running game. Can you see Le'Veon Bell going to New England? No, that dude is washed up. He's so bad. I don't know why anybody would want him. He's a little crybaby. I want what about money? Frank Gore? Frank Gore? Um, He's I a wish. unit, man. I He's hope. a unit. The thing that Frank Gore is so cool because he never led the league in rushing, but he's third all-time in rushing yards. Yeah. He's, he's just he's mad solid. consistent. He's just 1,000 yards every year. Yeah, who'd you, who you got, though, for the most competitive? I'm going to go defensive on this one. Um, I, I think – for me, it's it's got to be someone who's been Walter Payton nominated on many times, uh, who's just an overall centerpiece of this team. Mm-hmm. 
J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I definitely feel that, like, even when they lost last year to the Chiefs in the playoffs, he was he was pissed. I mean, you lost in the playoffs. I'd be upset, too. Oh, yeah. But when they started 0-2 this year, he was like, dude, what is going on? Like, he hate. He said in the report, I hate losing. We need to yeah. get something going. Oh, yeah. I hate losing. Oh, Granted, yeah. I think anybody hates losing. But for me, J.J. Watt is the guy you want on your team to be that centerpiece of the defense, to be that mm-hmm. defensive captain. For me, J.J. Watt's been that guy since he was in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, he's I'm a gonna, beast. I'm going to take J.J. Watt. And he, he's, he sacrifices so much, too. You know, a lot of oh, yeah. players, a lot of, you know, people, they see successful people, and they just see the tip of the iceberg, like money, um, uh, luxuries, cars, girls, all that cool stuff, right? But what they don't see under the iceberg is sacrifice, failure, working as a pizza delivery guy, which J.J. Watt did. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. And, uh, remember I mean, that. yeah, he's the man. He's the man. So, I mean, he's willing, I think he's willing to sacrifice everything. Do you – so, just off the record here, do you see – since the Texans fired their GM and head coach Bill O'Brien – as of reports of yesterday, yep. do you see them getting another wide receiver to replace D-Hop or tanking and getting someone to help Deshaun and J.J.? Um, there's, I just don't think tanking is in Deshaun Watson's uh, M.O., same with J.J. Um, I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs. You start 0-4, you're done. Yeah. Maybe not with a seven team, the seven seed, but still, it's still super hard. Um, but to answer your question, um, I mean, to lose a guy like DeAndre Hopkins is, is terrible. It's awful. And, you know, you can't replace DeAndre Hopkins. Um, maybe they can trade up in the draft to get another cool receiver to go with. Um, ah, shoot, there's just one dude from Alabama, Jalen Waddle. Maybe. You could maybe get him in the second round, too. But, you I mean. Stay, you think he'll stay until the second? Maybe. I wouldn't surprise me. Like, an early, you could trade up in the second round. Get, like, him at 33, yeah. 34. Because so many teams drafted receivers last year. So, I don't know. But, but yeah, I mean, they, they need another receiver. Do you think, do you think they make a, a trade this year? Because trade deadlines by week eight, I think. No, because they don't have any assets to give away. Bill O'Brien already got those, already gave those away. <laughs> yeah. So they don't have any assets to make a trade unless, like, Let, you want to package, like, like five second-round picks for the next, like, five years. <laughs> if they were to trade for somebody, who do you think they would get? Hmm, it'd have to be somebody – maybe Devontae Parker – but I don't see oh, the Dolphins okay. doing that unless they have a plan to get Tua um, some help. I mean, maybe they they trade um, uh, Parker, then draft Jalen Waddle because Tua and Waddle will already have that uh, chemistry. So, I mean, that yeah. might be kind of cool, but we'll see. Um, there's just one guy in the Jets, too, that's really good. Or not really good, but he's kind of underrated. What's his name? Does he play for the Jets still? Yeah, that's him. 
That's him. He used yeah. to be on uh, the football team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like him, too. So, you probably wouldn't have to give as much up for him. No. Uh, speaking of uh, the football team, Washington football team, mm-hmm. how do you see Dwayne Haskins doing? Um, He's looked rough. He's looked rough. You think he's a bust already? It's kind of tough to call him a bust just because we only see him on Sundays and the rest of the team sees him during the weekend or the weekdays too. Um, so it's kind of tough to call him a bust yet, but he's definitely turning in that direction. Uh, what about you? What are you thinking? I feel like he is the uh, the prime Jamarcus Russell, if you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Yep. Hey. Um, he, he, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I don't think that he is the answer to that team. Um, they they were pretty high and promising on Dwayne Haskins. I don't see him going anywhere with that team. Um, yeah. I'm not a fan of it at all. Yeah. Um, we'll he was good at Ohio State. He was good in Ohio State. Oh, but... yeah, when they, when they made the playoffs, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, we, we can uh, change directions. We've got uh, college football going. Or not college football, uh, playoff baseball. Yeah. I have college football on my mind. Um, so you texted me a question. Yeah. I'm just going to tinker it just a little bit for Uh-oh. you. Okay. I want to get your unbiased opinion, if we could say. What would it mean to baseball if the Astros win the World Series in the shortened 2020 season? If okay, if the Houston Astros win the World Series, it'll be the death of baseball. Baseball is already dying. Nobody watches it. I don't even get as much excited watching it on TV as as I used to. Um, if the Houston non, if the Houston Astros win the World Series, that's it. Baseball's over. It's done. Um, and then Rob Manfred will point the finger at other things, and then he'll tinker with the ball more, and then guys will be hitting like a thousand foot home runs and. <laughs> you know, um, especially if they go to the, you know, the a 16-team playoff the whole – for the rest of the time, dude, that's it. Who, who would want to watch baseball in May if they have 16 teams, you know? And, yeah. you know, they're – and then Manfred didn't even do anything when the Astros cheated. Um, I mean, I, I mean, he banned the coaches, but, like, I don't know. Um, if it were me, I would have – Suspended Bregman, 162 games. Altuve, 162. Correa, 162. Springer, 162. Josh Reddick, 162. Ban Carlos Beltran from the league. Um, like kind of like a Pete Rose style ban with Beltran. Um, ban. Beltran, what, what do you mean? Carlos Beltran, he was the mastermind. He thought of it. He was like, guys, we can cheat. Remember, he was going to be the manager. He was the only player listed in, like, a million-page report. That was more vague than the Mulder report. (laughs) Yeah, because he was going to be the manager for the Mets. Right. I remember that. Yeah, then, like, one day after they announced he was the manager or something like that, or, like, one day after the thing was released, they were like, yeah, no, get out. Um. But, but yeah, no, if the Astros win the World Series, dude, that's it. I won't ever – I mean, I'll keep my jerseys just because, I mean, I spent a lot of money on those. Yeah, 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 I'll spend a lot of money on those and probably give them to, like, 
whoever in the future. But I'm, I'm already I'm thinking. I'm not watching baseball. I'm not watching. I'm, already, I'm not going to a game. Not any of that. I'm already thinking about giving my Altuve jersey to a Goodwill or something and just buy it. <laughs> yeah, just, do it. Just so do I it. have a – just so I have a a jersey of like for every team. Yeah. I don't want to represent someone that cheats on the back of my – Right. He's got to give back that MVP. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if Reggie Bush gives back his Heisman for living in a house instead of leaving his parents homeless and he gave his Heisman, this dude, Jose Altuve, heard of trash can banging, won an MVP, wore a wire in the playoffs last year, hit a walk-off home run off of one of the best pitchers in baseball, Aronis Chapman, and he still keeps his MVP. I, I, I don't – okay. I know God tells us not to hate, but I hate Altuve. I hate Bregman. I hate them all. Mockery of baseball. I hate it, dude. Forgive me, Lord, but I hate those guys. What if we are in the early stages of seeing that as the 2020 World Series, uh, Championship? The Astros and Yankees? Yeah. Bro, okay. I'm, if I'm the New York Yankees and it goes seven games and I'm up like 14 to two in the ninth inning, and Altuve comes to the plate, I'm putting Garrett Cole in, okay? 101, right to the dome. You mean Garrett Cole or Aroldis Chapman? Both at the same time. Just same get him okay. in, in, the fa- in the face and in the leg. I would love to see it. I'll pay for it. I'll pay pay-per-view for that. Pay-per-view, yes. <laughs> and Bregman, too. Dude, like, all of them are – and then have you seen them in the dugout, too? They're just all just punks. They're just like they just. I think they're all that. And then um, Correa. You see what he said? Oh, uh, hold up. I don't. I want to look up the exact quote. He said something like, "Well, the haters can stay mad, but we'll stay winning," or something like that. I'll look up the actual quote for you. It made people hate him even more. Okay. Oh my um, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll address this question. Uh, I'll just read it again. What does it mean? What does it mean to baseball if Astros win the World Series in twenty twenty? Oh man, terrible, straight up terrible. Um, you had so many opportunities in this year for this is speaking of Rob Manfred that is to do something about this, and you decided to do absolutely nothing. Nothing. I'm I'm with you, man. You, they should have been suspended. Sure, I, would, I would say longer than 162. Yeah, postseason ban for this year. Postseason, Definitely. yeah, 100%. Like, bring up their AAA or AA starters, whatever, from their alternate site. Let them play. Let them mm-hmm. play in the regular season. But once mm-hmm. they make the playoffs, they have to put in their single-A affiliate. Oh, I, I would have – I know, I would have postseason banned the Astros. The entire – yeah. I, yeah, the I entire squad. I would have asked them to give their 2017 up, but at the same time, the Dodgers didn't win it outright, theoretically, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> That'd be so funny, though, if they, like, gave it up and, like, three years later, the Astros are, or the Dodgers are celebrating their world championship and they have, like, a parade from, like, three years ago. That would have been awesome. Rob Manford missed out on a perfect opportunity for media and laughs. If, if and when the Dodgers win the World Series, they should do their parade in Houston. Yes, and yes, or they should have two parades. They have one in Los they Angeles, two parades, and then one in Houston, just like around the stadium, and then just like 
instead and like you know they have like the marching bands you know that'll play the drums they should just like have trash cans in front of them just bang the trash but yeah no continue about your uh, thoughts on what it'll mean to baseball if the Astros win it all I'm with you man it'll definitely take a toll on how viewers like you and I watch the game of baseball If, if we're sitting here with a commissioner who doesn't do anything for cheating, stealing, this and that. What are we watching then? Why are we watching it if it's just going to be like this forever? Right. You know, like Bud Selig. Rest easy, Mr. Bud. He's, did he die? Yeah. When? No. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, he did not die. I hope not. Oh, no, he's still alive. We're good. He's 90. Oh, he's 86. Why did he leave him? I thought he died. He because he's like, 83, he's like 80 years old. Do you want to be commissioner of baseball when you're 80 years old? <laughs> yeah, he'd do a lot better than Robert Manfred. He would. He would. He was amazing, dude. He was the best. Dude. All right, well, he's the modern-day Betty White. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Base, <laughs> um, baseball no. Betty White. Yeah, no. Uh, I, 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 Rob Manfred needs to do something about – how he runs his teams, in yeah. my opinion. He's uh, not a very good commissioner right now. Um, but I, I definitely think it'll take some time. But right off the bat, you're looking really bad. Really bad. Yeah. So I'm not a fan but, of that. Whatsoever. I mean, hopefully they won't. Because you got some really good teams. The Yankees looked great last night. Played oh, the Rays. five? Something it was like nine to three when I went to bed because Stanton hit a grand slam in the ninth and I was like, oh, it's over. I'll go to bed. Um, and then the NLDS starts today. The Braves and the Marlins. What in the, what in the world are yeah. the Marlins doing in the playoffs? That's so funny. Um, wow. good for them. Dodgers. Who are the Dodgers uh, playing? The Padres. Padres. I'm I'm going for the Padres all the way. Sorry. Padres all the way. They got that swagger. Nice. They're like Lambie the anti Astros. The anti Astros, yeah. Um, I'm looking up games from. Yeah, so the Athletics lost to the Astros 10 to 5 yesterday. And the Yankees and Rays, you're right, it's 9 to 3. Yeah. Yep. Game two is tonight. Isn't that going to bug me? Maybe I'm kind of being like a Debbie Downer today. I kind of realized that. But, like, this is the division series, but no central teams are in the division series. Oh, I know. It's crazy. How, how can you call it the division series if not all the divisions are represented in the series? Like, what? And did you see, like, how, like, teams want to – or Rob Manfred or the uh, whoever said – that if they go to, like, an expanded playoff, the number one seed will be able to pick who they play. What? Yeah. So, like, it'll be, like, like the one seed will get to pick out of all the other teams who they want to play, and then the two seed will pick out from all the rest of the teams. Isn't that ridiculous? So, it's like cherry picking. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, like you go to – it's like, it's like dodgeball back in the day, but except it's playoff baseball. Manfred is ruining it. And the funny thing is, like, everybody hates him. Everybody. Trevor Bauer maybe a little more than others. I love Trevor Bauer. Oh, but, I love him. <laughs> but 
Everybody does. And he doesn't do anything to change his reputation. No. Maybe the Astros are like – maybe the Astros got dirt on Rob Manfred and they're like blackmailing him. Uh, <laughs> that's a hot take. No, I think we're just getting off – we're getting off to Blackmail. <laughs> making up stuff. Manfred. You can put that as the headline. Astros blackmail Rob Manfred. That's so funny. Um, so we got about ten minutes, a little less than ten minutes here. Okay, um, great. Let's let's just run through um, the games for today, uh, real quick. Um, uh, game one, uh, Braves at Marlins. Who you got? Uh, Atlanta Braves. Uh, they're looking really good. Max Fried is on the mound. He's a stud. Um, Marlins. Their lack of postseason experience, I think, will kind of get to them. Plus, they have Lewis Brinson starting in right field. He has been god awful always. <laughs> so, who who you got? Uh, I'm gonna take Braves on that one too. Uh, yeah, definitely a big fan of Freddie and that organization. Ronald Acuna. I love um, Acuna. Yeah, he's solid. Here's something kind of funny. Funny. So my, I have a little cousin. He's eight. Okay. And he hates the Marlins. Like, like, I hate the Astros. He hates the Marlins. Because remember, like, two years ago when Acuna was just teeing off on the Marlins yeah. and then and then Arania hit him in the elbow on purpose? He yeah. still holds that grudge. Like, every time I talk to him about, like, the Braves, he's like, I hate the Marlins. He's got a little southern accent. He's from Atlanta. He's like, I hate the Marlins. They threw at, they threw at Acuna, like, two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so funny to me. How he how he holds grudges like that. Hey, some people, man. Uh, Dodgers <laughs> at po- uh, Padres at Dodgers. Give me Padres a, on that one. I'm, I'm gonna take Padres. Uh, Clev's on the mound. He hasn't pitched in a while. Who who's it? Uh, Clevenger. Oh, good. Yeah, he's back. Walker Bueller going for Los Angeles. I'm glad the Dodgers have a history of choking, and I know that's in their head. And when it's in, when yeah. it's in, once it's in your head, you can't get it out. So you're gonna yeah, lose game can. one. Clev is gonna have a good game. Uh, game two, um, we got Astros Athletics. Please give me the Athletics. Yeah, I got the Oakland A's. Um, Sean Mania starting. He's a gamer. When he's on, he's on, and I think he'll be on today. Um, and uh, Tommy Lastella, he's played better. He had a rough day yesterday. Struck out in a key situation that could have gave him a good yeah. lead there. Um, yeah. Who you got? Athletic, hundred percent. Oh yeah. Um, Plus anything but Valdez. Who the hell is that? Framber. I'm so Framber glad Robert. my parents did not name me Framber. He, he actually, I watched him in the uh, wild card series, and he struck out like thirteen. Oh really? Yeah, is he, a, is he an opener? He stuff. Yeah, he's a starter. Oh, okay, cool. Starter, bullpen person, whatever. He, he's oh, just cool. Good he's stuff. Versatile. Cool. Um, Yankees at Rays. Rays. Uh, I got family. Be a down good there. pitching matchup. You got to stay true. You got Rays. I got the Rays. You got to stay Why? true. 
I got family down there. Uh, okay. I'm going to see some good. And I'm not a huge fan of the Yankees. Never have been. Yeah. Uh, right. I've been a player fan. I've been a player fan of Jeter, Rivera, Posada. Judge Pichero. now. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rays. Never been a fan of the Yankees. Although, I do feel like the Yankees have one of, if not the best lineups in the postseason right now. Yeah. Um, I got the Yankees. Good lineup. It's one through nine. Can hit it out of the ballpark, even when the, even without the juice balls, they can hit homers. Um, I got the Yankees again. They looked really good last night. Um, Stanton had a grand slam. That momentum will carry into the, the game today or tonight. I got Yankees. Okay, that's what we got. All right, well, uh, we're supposed to be done. Yep, that's it. <laughs> so. I think we got a episode coming out Thursday. Thursday. Yep. Right. For sure. Who's uh, who's Thursday night football? Uh, ooh, Buccaneers and Bears. Two, three, and one teams going at it. Nick well, uh, Foles and Tom Brady, round two. That's right. We'll try to we'll try to get that episode out early so uh, yeah, we can watch the game, get our game predictions out. Let's go. But uh, rivals, we uh, thank you so much for listening to episode nine. Uh, as again, go check our sponsor, ConnorsComputer.com. Let us know that uh, we sent you there. Um, we thank you so much for listening. Peace out, guys. Before we peace out, go subscribe to our channel if you enjoyed it. Um, also, go follow us on social, at Rivaled Sports. Put it there. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening. Hope you all enjoyed it. Subscribe, like, share if you care about us. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, episode nine, laters.